Thompson. All right, so uh, this is a, a new episode of Ain't is a Word. We have a special guest with us today, Roy J. Yeckel. Would you like to introduce the special guest? Yeah, we have uh, Dan Jenkins with us. Dan Jenkins, say hello. Hello, how are y'all doing? All right, so Dan is from work. I know him from work, but um, the most interesting thing about him is what I tell everyone is you have been your deputy, you're on the SWAT team. You were a cowboy. What else have you been in your life? I've been a truck driver, a quick trip manager. Um, I've been a lot of things because I'm old. <laughs> so, <he's, laughs> Have you been called more things? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he has basically, I tell everybody, like, if you were either a professional football player or a baseball player, you would have been every boy's dream, like a cowboy, <laughs> a deputy. and I mean, like, it's, it's, So like, tell us a cowboy story. I know as a as a police officer, you always get, what's your crazy, but I'm going to ask you, what's your crazy cowboy story? Wow. Um, basically, cowboys will try to rope or ride anything they can ride or rope. So I've seen people, I haven't done myself, but I've seen people rope coyotes mm. running across the plains. And if something will run from them, they'll rope it. And then... Anything we could jump on top to ride, so <laughs> burrows, roping, steers, whatever. Well, that had to be pretty interesting if you caught the coyote. What'd you do with it at that point? <laughs> They're pretty Cut quick. the rope. Yeah. <laughs> Let go. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great cowboy poem about uh, roping a bear that I just love because it's so reminds me of the life so much that it, about roping a bear and then you catch the bear. And then what do you do? And with then it? what? Yeah. And then what's the bear does to you? <laughs> That's pretty good. <clears throat> and then now, in addition, you are a farmer now. Have you have you always been a farmer? Or yeah, you? my uh, we've always. Uh, my dad was a dairy farmer. He stopped that before I was born. But we had beef cattle, and we had we farmed soybeans, and then boarded horses and different stuff. So I've always done that. And then um, myself, I've raised hay and sold hay and goats and stuff like that and so you I've, you brought down uh some sausage from us from pigs that were alive five months ago at your yeah, farm yeah i raised my first three pigs this so, year that's that's what i want to get into we don't have the well we do have the land we don't have the the pins for it and uh and also pove doesn't want to feed more animals because <laughs> let's face it she'd be the one doing it yeah, yeah. she gotta get out there and yeah, work because <laughs> We know Toby ain't. <laughs> it's, it's, I would like to argue, but it's true. Yeah, she, she would end up end up doing all that. But um, so so now we can add farming, uh, law enforcement, cowboy. You you're the world's most interesting man. And SWAT, yeah. And a truck driver. And so a truck driver. So, yeah, here we are. Can, y'all can exchange truck driving stories. Yes. So did you, you? You were talking earlier about driving a garbage truck. No, I didn't drive a garbage truck. I worked for a, a sanitation company for a short time. But I, didn't, I wasn't driving for them. I, drive I, I uh, used to own a tandem axle dump, mm-hmm. but I uh, that's what I did to make money when trucking. But uh, I actually owned some tractor trailers for farming when I was bigger into farming. Well, I remember when I first met you, we were talking about where my dad's company is, and you were like, oh, yeah, I got that old Mac over there. And it was like, hey, can I come over and drive it? I'm like, come on, it'll fire up now. So that Give goes, us a minute, but we can yeah. get it running. That goes, I, I learned on a 68-model Mac truck with two two stick shifts and yeah that one's got one it's got an old air starter yeah and uh the, the thing that truck's a 70 70s i think it's a 70 something um 
And my, my dad will, if he gets in that thing, he'll drive it like it's a brand new truck. I remember the guy I learned from was, uh, he was driving that his truck, you know, it was two, two gear shifts. And I swear he was driving a dump truck, shifting two gear shifts, lighting a cigarette, talking on a cell phone. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the passenger side going, how many other things can you be doing right now? Oh, I've seen my dad do it. I think that's the oldest. I've seen him just, you know, driving down the road, shifting the gears and talking on the phone, eating a hamburger, just just riding. So yeah, the whole distracted so. driving thing doesn't apply. Yeah. No, it doesn't apply to uh, truck drivers, man. Yeah. Well, not, not the old school truck drivers because, you know, they had... Like that truck, which I'm pretty sure what you started with was no power steering. Oh, no, no. Wow. And uh, it, it cracks me up at work when people will come in and they can't back into a door and they're turning and turning. And all I can think about when my dad had taught me to drive was, you quit, quit turning that wheel while you're sitting still. Like, you just spooled, you know. He, just, he said, you need to turn it while you're moving. Well, you know, my dad, that's, you know, being on the farm, and, and my dad had a trucking company when I was little over the road. I never did any of that, but... uh you know as a kid like 12 years old back in trailers it was like don't turn around and look at it use your mirrors you know what is it that thing on facebook like if you've never backed a trailer while your dad's sitting there yelling at you you know did you live when they tell you the opposite at mandate they tell you like you have oh, to yeah. with a vest on and a you know 40 pound everything yeah, else get up out of the seat and turn around <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's funny that two separate because I, I i do better with the mirrors um especially in uniform when you you know when you're in a class a and you you can't move much less and turn oh, yeah. your whole body and around. In man, you know in mandate they uh, uh where i went they actually fold the mirrors into the side of the oh, car wow. where you couldn't use them because I could, you know, back right in with mirrors, but they fold them in where you can't use them. So uh. now, when y'all are driving trucks, um, what about? Tell me about some CB CB radios. Do y'all, do y'all use that still or no? Uh, I, when, my, when I first got my pickup truck, my dad mounted in the roof of. I had a '98 Dodge. He mounted a CB in there. I had antennas and everything. <laughs> Did, did you use them? Well, we did in dump trucking because it was before Nextels were just coming on when I was, because I was in dump trucking from like 95 to around 2000. So Nextels were kind of just, just starting out and that was the way you talked on a job site. But also I'm a little older. So I grew up in the seventies with the smoking, the bandit, yeah, and the, yeah. you know, and all the movies that, you know, the, where that was just a huge thing. So my grandparents had CBs in their cars and their trucks. And well, we see, we, um, we, I wish it would make a comeback. Well, really the, it was, so we were the, like the younger people will find this hard to believe, but we had a CB radio. So I think my brother got one and we went to church up at Buffington road and, uh, on flat shells up in union center college park, which was right beside the interstate. So we would spend like that was our entertainment. Was we'd sit in that church parking lot right by the interstate, <laughs> talking to yeah, truck drivers. And it was like, could you imagine telling that to Ryan, who's eighteen? Like yeah. that we would sit, like there'd be you know seven guys around a damn car or whatever, <laughs> you know, talking um, into a CB radio. Just and yeah. you, we, we were probably being obnoxious, uh, but I can remember as a kid, like my dad would have to run somewhere, and I'd get in the truck with him. And of course, it was illegal because me and Ricky both would sit in the passenger seat, mm-hmm. or we'd be like, you I mean you could walk around inside the truck? You know, we're kids, and uh, just going down the road, we just in there playing, talking on the CB to everybody. Well, I'll and, go one better, and I bet you Dan probably did this too. I remember riding down Union City, uh, the streets. My dad had a truck, and we'd be sitting in the bed on the like the rail of the truck. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. like yeah, and you uh, could you imagine how quickly you get pulled over now? Well, it's still legal, ain't it? Got to be either over eighteen or over sixteen. I, I can't think it is, but I mean, I was, I was, I was way under. Yeah, oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, but I would be sitting on the bed. You know what I'm saying? With my feet, it just 
I couldn't. I can't believe. Of course, that truck probably didn't go 35 miles an hour either. Yeah. Well, uh, when I started driving seatbelts, it wasn't a law to wear a seatbelt. So, you know, I grew up with, you know, my dad had an old Dodge truck, and we put four people across the bench seat. Oh yeah. And that's it was what, a column shift, you know. I remember that's what it was there for. <laughs> I remember being in the back seat of our cars, playing with my men in the um, like the rear window. You know what I'm saying? Like the little section there, I would yeah. be up there playing with them. But back then, the cars were metal, so if you wrecked, you probably weren't going to. Yeah, yeah, we had fine. giant <laughs> steel bumpers that you could actually use to jack the car up. Yeah, with, you know? yeah, it was. Um, it was like tossed around in the car, but you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. that was. I doubt there'd be. You know, so that yeah. was that was our also, childhood. Speeds were a lot slower. Man. What's it's the, like? You know, you've worked wrecks now, and you know we talk about this riding back the truck or no seatbelts and whatever. But I'm a f- totally firm now. Like always oh. wear my seatbelt. Because we've been there when I'm telling you, it's it's awful. Yeah, if if you, it, yeah, I can't. You can't stress that enough. If you work a couple of wrecks and you become a seatbelt person, there I cannot fathom not putting my seatbelt on. Well, I um, wear mine because I'm, I drive so fast and I kind of drive like a bat out of hell and I be falling around the seat and stuff. So I have to lock myself in. Mm-hmm. Right, so probably shouldn't have meant that to two cops. All right, yeah, <laughs> and and Conjure and Kyle both just took note of uh, of that statement. Yeah, so and what, both of them are heavy traffic guys. So. Absolutely. What well, kind of vehicle do you drive? You're pretty safe <laughs> if I saw you, but <laughs> Kyle has me on uh, Life 360. He knows my top speeds. Mm. He can see how fast I'm going. Which, by the way, if can you, I see that? I'm on there with you. Can I see? You okay. can see it. So if you've noticed that my uh, top speed has been a little low, it's just because I've been listening to the Judd's Greatest Hits on the way to work. That'll slow you down. It slows me down. Love can, you know, <laughs> brings it down. All right, so we, we'll know based on your speed what you're listening to that yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. If it's a Metallica week, your speeds will be yeah, up. Yeah, like Motley Crue or something. Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> or Eastbound and Down. If it's Eastbound and Down, you'll see a top speed of 100. Well, since we don't have a rock station in Atlanta anymore, no uh, I'm just... Out of luck as At, far as anything good to listen to. Atlanta radio is terrible. Terrible, uh, which yeah. is why we're trying to take over with this podcast. Yeah, well, I understand, <laughs> and I, I understand that we're probably right on the cusp. I think we're right there at it. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. Well, um, we're an educational now, so they can. We're trying to make them laugh and learn at the same time. Yeah, we we just had uh, Melanie from work just told me the other day that she learned about kidney stones. She had one, and then she listened to that. I was like, you got to listen to the episode. So she listened to it, and she ended up researching some things about oxalates, which this guy is now a doctor in. But yeah. um, so, we're, so we're education. We're trying to get grants from uh, PBS and uh, that kind of stuff. So this, this episode was brought to you by the letter... Oh, for oxalates. Oxalates. Or um, as Kyle calls them, escalades. Escalades. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, where did you grow up? You did not grow up in Georgia, right? No, I did. I thought Fayette you were County. out west. Yeah, okay. 200 years. I thought you were out west. No, Did no, you I, move out west? I went out west to be on a ranch, to work on that, a ranch. That's when you became a cowboy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I went, went to New Mexico to for three years to work. And then uh, when I came back from there, I was the other side of Carrollton, between Carrollton and so what happened? Well, so what makes a guy from Fayette County, how did you how did you land in New Mexico? Um, back then, I, I'm assuming what the internet... Okay. Yeah, I knew people that had worked on the ranch before. Okay, because so. I assume back then you don't... Yeah, there was no internet or anything like yeah. that. But yeah, I knew... knew people had that had worked there and whatnot but uh but yeah no fett county my family went moved to fett county in like 1820 oh wow um so deep deep history there that's where we farmed and grew up and i see i i i don't have roots like that you know my family so i grew up in union city but my dad grew up in atlanta you know what i'm saying like we Mm -hmm. now we're in herd county we don't have the roots i wish we did but if we did, I wouldn't be living where I lived at. We, right uh, we finally this year sold the last property that we had in Fayette County. Man. My mom's house was the last thing we had. So, yeah. Which I remember from, that on Facebook. That was a nice house. Yeah. And from, so. Probably old. But. 18. Yeah, it was born. It was built in 1885. But. Um, Man, that's unreal. 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't own it that entire time. But, um, but yes, we've finally moved out. Most of us are in Coweta. So you got in New Mexico for a couple of years, and, and are you happy to be back as soon as you yeah, come back? Yeah, to... I miss it. It was a great adventure. I kind of did it because I was in college. I stayed at home for college, went to Georgia State, and, you know, worked full-time, put myself through college, and I was kind of like, you know, I never got the college experience. I never lived off in a dorm, never, you know, because I lived at home. I worked full-time the entire time I was in college. And so I kind of um, said to myself, you know, I need to, I need an experience. I need my go away from home kind of experience. So I went and took a job in three years in New Mexico and had an incredible experiences that I would never be able to replace. And did you have the cowboy skills before you left or did you? I had some of them because we had, we had had beef cattle and we, I'd been around livestock and I rode horses and stuff like that. I didn't know how to rope and stuff like that until I got out there. You know how to rope a coyote? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now, if you got a guy running from you at work, you, you should keep a lasso so, in the car. So we, I actually <laughs> do keep a lasso in the car now. So oh, we carry, do. some of us carry tasers. He carries a rope. Yeah, I like, actually do. Instead I of taser, taser, in. lasso. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we, uh, we had cows out on 154 <laughs> for like a week, and about five of them that were up and down that pipeline. And the guy that owned them was, you know, he's out there trying to catch them and he doesn't really know what he's doing and whatever. And, and somebody gives him a ski rope from their boat to try to like rope them and it's not going to work. And I'm like, as close as these things were getting, I'm like, well, if I had my rope, I could get a hold. I don't know if I could hold them once I got them, but I, I could get a That's rope on there. And uh, so after that, it's like, I put my rope in the car. Well, I remember, <laughs> um, <coughs> I remember they dispatched me out to some cows because it happens a lot. And yeah. I sent an in-car back. It's like, well, what am I going to do if I get out there with them? I'm, I grew up in Union City. I don't know what to do with a cow. <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and I, I remember like more than once I would just like put my siren on and hope that it went back where it came yeah. from. You know, Drive it deep enough in the woods. It's <laughs> exactly. Not hit just, by get a car. Off, just get off the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. So yeah. I, would just, I would just try to corral it with my siren. I was like, well, what am I going to do if I get out with a cow? Like, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's, this is nothing I have any experience yeah. with. Ah, ah. <laughs> they don't teach you that at mandate. There's no um, no no, no cow, cow training. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so I, I I mean I had livestock experience. I didn't know how to rope or shoe a horse or um, stuff like that. And but you learned all that yeah. and how to shoe a horse. See, I've never uh, horses scare me. Um, they're just big and uh, I don't know. Uh, they just scare me. Mm-hmm. Side note about horses. My dad had a bunch of horses and growing up we had a horse named Marathon. He kicked my brother in the back of the head. That might be what we were young. That could be what that was explains wrong with a lot him. about Ricky T. But he was, That's why he can't make it down for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's so he, asleep. He's made he's he made it down for one time. One, yeah, yeah. But he's been on. He'll be on a few. But yeah, he got he got kicked right in the back of the head. I told him that's why his head's so big. What a dog, what a horse kicked him. But yeah, that's horse, what's wrong with him as horses well. Horses scare me. They're big, and I don't know how small. Like, you can't. I, I don't know it. what they're thinking. Like a dog, you can tell what it's thinking by the way its tail and the the hair on the back of its neck. But a horse, I don't know you, what they're thinking. Think great thing about a horse is there's a there's a great quote. I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher it by uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, there there's something good about the outside of a horse that's, or I'm absolutely butchering this. That's good for the inside of a man. So if you butchered up that quote, then it becomes yours. Yeah. Well, that's I, a well, damn that's, like, Hold on a second. I got, I got Google here. Yeah, it's Google that. There's, it's a great quote, but basically, you know, your horse is never going to tell any secrets you tell it. That's true. It, if you're, it's no like matter how long you're riding, you can tell. It doesn't tell you how bad you're, well, it might tell you how bad you're singing. But, um. <laughs> If it kicks you off. Yeah, if it starts acting up. But, you know, you can sing to it, you can tell it, whatever, but you can work through a lot of your mental 
things. But see, I feel out like I can talk to my dog and my chicken, and and yeah, and they don't, they can't hurt me <laughs> like like a horse guy. But I've just, I've never been around them. I didn't. Um, they they just. They're just big. I don't care about no horse. Yeah. I wish I like. I, I love westerns. I wish I could, you know, get on one and all that good stuff. But um, we're waiting on Roy to uh, find this yeah. quote. Um, F- funny thing from uh, well, not funny, but from working is uh, if you've been on a car fire where things are bad, that takes me back to the ranch because that takes me to branding. That smell, you know, how smells. Oh yeah. Smells yeah. do memories. Yep. Yep. And that burning flesh is weird Eesh. it's weird because you're on an awful awful scene yeah but it will flash me back to a corral in new mexico where we're branding cow well that's probably not bad when you know what i'm saying like it, not, it may actually be good for my psyche right it right takes to, me there instead of where your mind to is reality good, yeah. yeah where your mind normally takes you but yeah that um uh, that was really surprising with the job that it that it went there as we, awful as that was we could probably do a whole episode on coping mechanisms you know and uh yeah. the the crazy things yeah. we see but we were just talking earlier like you know how many times you get asked what's the craziest what's the scariest what's the other thing and you just get asked it so much you yeah. you know you don't want to answer it weird anymore. becomes normal oh absolutely it's uh and it, and if anyone who's not in law enforcement like our sense of humor is terrible you know oh, like yeah but this, this is how you cook i love it you know, yeah. Make me laugh. <laughs> I feel better about mine. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you, but that's how you I can't find it. Oh, okay. Well, then that became. I think your rides here. So that became a um, that's that was, a Dan quote now. Yeah. So that's who's calling me. So Roy is his lift is here. So would you like to do a quick shout out to uh, Tower Place real quick before we end it? Uh, this episode is brought to you by Tower Place CrossFit, located at twenty four Tower Place in Noonan, Georgia. You need to speak to Tommy or River, and if you're lucky. And somebody's not <clears throat> slacking. You will see Toby there. <laughs> I'll be back. Well, you won't week, see me, even though even though I have my new running shoes. Next week I'm starting me. back up. So um, his his lift is here. He's leaving us. Um, we may do another episode. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, all right, that's it for us. Thanks, Dan, for coming down. Appreciate it.